Hey, you're listening to Don't Make Sense. I'm Dr. Vivian Rodriguez, an educational psychologist, blogger, educator, and coach who loves to talk about style, life, creating, and mental health. Okay, so I started this podcast to create a space to talk about style and substance, to talk about the complexities of being a woman who's authentic and thriving. All right, let's get into it. This episode, we're going to be talking all about why I think being Afro-Latina is a gift. Despite having to deal with being othered and misunderstood, I have embraced being Afro-Latina. And I think, um, you know, if you've been following me or if you've checked out the blog, you have uh, know that my parents are both from, De- from the Dominican Republic. They're immigrants. And I consider myself Black and Latina. So I am a, you know, mix of both. And I I fully embrace both identities. So this episode, we're really just going to be talking about my experience being Afro-Latina. Doesn't mean it's everybody else's, but just um, sharing my story and just the concept of being different. And maybe that'll inspire you to take on um, or embrace whatever is different about you. Hey, I know you guys do not have a ton of time to just be scrolling through social media. You got better things to do, right? So that's why I revamped and relaunched my Fave Finds newsletter. And what I did is, it's kind of an in case you missed it. So I scour through the internet to find some styles for midsize and curves. And I also add just some different podcast episodes or books that I'm into lately, just some good stuff for your email inbox. So go ahead and head over to the show notes for this episode to sign up for my fave finds. And don't worry, I'm not going to spam your email inbox. It'll be some good stuff. So you like Amazon, but you don't know what styles to get. Go ahead and check out my Amazon Live. I'm an A-list creator, which means I do a lot of lives and people like them. So go ahead and head over to the show notes for this episode to go and join the live. And don't forget to follow me on Amazon. And then keep in mind, as an Amazon associate, I do earn from qualified purchases and all opinions are my own. And I'll see you guys around. So I have another episode where my sister and I talked about being Afro-Latina in Los Angeles and kind of just some of the, you know, random situations or um, interactions we had as a result just growing up in Los Angeles because there's not a lot of Caribbean people. But this episode, I felt like I wanted to talk more about why I I would not have it any other way, why I think that um, being a part of two communities has been one of my greatest assets. I feel like it is... um, a gift because I just have a different perspective. Um, and I just really appreciate being Afro Latina. To be Afro Latina is to find yourself in two worlds, right at the intersection of the Black and Latinx communities. So it's an opportunity to experience life through two distinct lenses. At the same time, both communities see me as a bit different. So, um, so sometimes, you know, growing up, I didn't fit in either community, uh, despite the challenges associated with this, I think that being Afro Latina is a gift. And I also think that, you know, being different can be your greatest asset. So, so let's get into the reasons why. All right. So being different means the social norms don't apply to you. Let me explain. 
So not belonging with the rest of the crowd used to be something that bothered me. As a kid, I remember looking at my classmates because I grew up in an area that is mostly, um, I would say, um, it's Latinx, but like Mexican and maybe, um, you know, and, and white. And so I didn't see a lot of Caribbean people. I didn't grow up with a big, you know, um, like African-American community either. So I would remember, like, I can remember seeing my classmates or just kind of noticing how the image I saw in the mirror looked so different than what I was seeing around me. And I was really fixated on the idea of having someone look like me that, um, you know, even showed up in my art. So I have my siblings and my family, like my immediate family, but we all look different too, right? So it would, you know, my kind of desire to look like someone else um, showed up in my art. So it was around like fifth grade when I would like draw like a comic book series. This is like a thing. I would like create like a little comic book um, and it was based on twin sisters. So like having a twin in my head was like the answer to all my problems of being different. <laughs> so I made like, I want to say like five or six issues of this comic book and I would bring it to school and whatever. But anyway, so this all shifted in high school. When I got into high school, I kind of started to realize that being an outsider had its benefits. Okay, so let's talk about when things started to shift a bit for me. So high school is when I started to lean into being different. I embraced being Afro-Latina and being a party of one. <laughs> so having independence was helpful especially when, you know, cliques and friendships in high school, those groups rule the world, right? So let me explain. I didn't have to subscribe to any norms since I wasn't part of a clear and distinct racial and ethnic group. So I kind of could do my own thing, you know? Um, and I didn't have to answer to any like kind of group expectations. There weren't barriers attached to me um, that had to do with a specific group, right? So it was like open season socially for me. So, um, you know, I could, for example, hang out with my friends who like hated school, like during nutrition um, or break, you know, and then like at lunch, I could hang out with the kids who, you know, like were in like to the debate club. Um, I was just like kind of free to do as I pleased. The other thing was, you know, being someone who's different um, also meant being underestimated, you know, so I was able to set my own expectations because, People kind of just didn't expect a whole lot. <laughs> You're different. Um, so I often felt like underestimated as growing, growing up as an Afro-Latina uh, and, you know, kind of um, dismissed, right? But that, there's there can be some advantages to that. If you have the resources, right, um, you're able to set your own bar. Now, if you don't have the resources and you're being underestimated and dismissed, that's a problem because it's going to not, you know, open doors for you. But anyway, it's a different conversation. That was just a disclaimer. So, you know, since I could set my own bar, I didn't have to, similar to high school, I didn't have to like conform to any norms. You know, um, I was able to kind of decide where the bar was for me. And, you know, when you are underestimated, um, you also, I think, you understand how others feel who are dismissed. So for me, I think this helped me be a more effective educational psychologist because I have a greater compassion for students who are marginalized and families that are, you know, often dismissed or, you know, parents who are underestimated. I, I can get, I get it. I really get it and understand how they feel and I can, you know, kind of make adjustments and, and try to, you know, support them.
Also, being Afro-Latina, being Black and Latina, I get both communities. So I identify with the challenges, racism, stereotypes that both groups face. So it's provided me with like a unique opportunity to be a bridge between the two communities. For example, so I understand how collectivism influences the norms of the Latinx community. And so like I have some of the terms I'm sharing here, you'll see in the um, show notes, you can like kind of click on them. So I don't take up time like explaining all of them. (laughs) So, um, but I understand like that kind of real big influence of collectivism in the Latinx community. I also have firsthand experience with having to code switch, you know, that the black community um, deals with a lot, you know? So as a black woman, um, I, I understand that I have to, you know, kind of, um, there's, there's certain things that, um, come up, um, you know, society wise and, and code switching is one of them. And I, I've experienced that sort of situation. So I, I completely get that. And I also have experience with colorism, which is kind of overlaps and affects both communities. So for instance, in the Latinx community, being Afro-Latina, that wasn't a word I heard until I want to say the last, I don't know, maybe 20, 15 years, um, you know, that it's, and now it's way more mainstream, but I didn't know what that was. I didn't know it existed, you know, but I knew that I was black. Um, my parents made that very clear to us, like, hey, you're, you're black. That's how you present. Um, and, um. I also, you know, kind of noticed that when I'd watch anything in the media in, you know, the Latinx community, there weren't people looking like me. <laughs> so, so there's definitely colorism in the Latinx community. And I know there's there's some of that as well that kind of seeps into black, the black community having to be with lighter skin, darker skin, all of those things. So I, I completely get a, get those those kind of those concepts and have experienced it in different ways, which I think is pretty unique and, and you know, um, gives me a different perspective than most. So, you know, if you ask, like, why did I create this episode? Why am I talking about this? Because I feel like it's a kind of a, you know, a way to, to talk about being different. So most of my listeners and readers are not Afro-Latina. Um, however, I know there's a lot of people who like my content because they feel different. Um, they've been othered maybe for their size or age or temperament, appearance, whatever. Um, so I'm here to tell you that you can spin that into being, you know, your superpower and it could be something that could be a force um, for you and, and, um, you can kind of view it and reframe it in a different, you know, way. So being different, it can be your secret sauce, right? It can be your, your positive, the positive force in your life. And so like to kind of sum it up first, you know, being different, you have the freedom to follow your own path versus group norms. Second, people won't see you coming because they underestimated you, right? (laughs) So that's another uh, kind of, you know, um, positive thing, I think, of being different. And then third, you're more relatable. You have a greater understanding of others and like some of the challenges people go through um, when they, they're feeling, you know, othered and, and being left out. So when you're having a moment that you feel the barriers of being different, try to spin it. Because remember, you can chart your own route because you're different. All right, so those are my reasons why I feel that being Afro-Latina is a gift. 
and you can't tell me otherwise. <laughs> and um, go ahead and check out the show notes because I'll have some of those different terms on there and some links for you to kind of dive deeper into those concepts. And also you can read a little bit more about um, being Afro-Latina. Like what you're hearing? Go ahead and subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. You can also share the podcast on Instagram and tag me at Live by Viv. As far as my music, it's The Croft by Joachim Karud. And everything we talked about in this episode can be found in the show notes on livebyviv.com. Okay, and remember, don't mix in because you don't need to.